is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London is Blue podcast. podcast. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of London is Blue. I'd say so. I'm joined not on Zoom. No. Confusingly. In fact, in person. Firstly, Nick Mullaney, which is confusing because normally he's on the other side of the ocean. Nick, how you doing? Made a special trip for this podcast, so. I heard you really wanted to get into some women's season predictions. Look, that's why I'm here. It uh, has to be done in there's person. There's not a. Is there another team at Chelsea that's worth our time right now? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> certainly not. Um, we we are at the pensioner, which is a nice Chelsea-centered spot to uh, to do a prediction. Absolutely, it's it's my first visit here, and I believe it's it's first visit to some of the the people we're we're with. We're joined by Carrie Evans. It's your first visit to the, the pensioner. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it's exciting, and someone who has confidently just said it's not her first visit <laughs> to the pensioner. Tracy Brown, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? Very good, thanks. This is good. this is good fun, isn't it? Had had one or two drinks in here, huh? <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly comment. No, <laughs> those highly, are highly irregular. We're here to talk about football. Stuff. Scandalous rumors yes. I've heard. <laughs> Many years of uh, coming to Chelsea, we don't need to know those sort of things. I have just taken a huge drink of gin. That's where we are <laughs> right now. Finally, found Nick some lime to put in his gin. I've been watching Nick struggle to find lime across been... the entirety of the UK. Yeah, is there a, is there a lime shortage <laughs> in addition to everything else that's happening here right now? Is doing? Can we get you some goddamn vitamin C in this country, please? <laughs> please help us with our garnishes. Yeah. Um, but we are here today because somehow, don't know how this happened, but the WSL kicks off in what ten? Ten days? Are we out at this point? Yeah, roughly? ten days. So, yeah. That means we have to say a bunch of stupid shit that you can all <laughs> laugh at us about when it comes out in the world. <laughs> Per our traditions, that's what we do here at London is Blue. We say outlandish shit at the beginning of a season, and then it all goes tits up, and then that's just what you live with for the rest of the year. Okay, if we were talking about the men's game, that might be true, but come on, confidence is about the women's oh, game. Oh, yeah, much more confident about this. Tracy, you are talking to the person who last year said that City would win the WSL, so... Keep over there. <laughs> I will, thank you. Well, we've got an amnesty on, on 21 22 predictions. We're, we're on 22 23 now. So That's right. I think, can we dive right in? I think that is the right move. Okay, so let's start with the important thing WSL. Won it three times in a row. Some would say. Some would say it's the first time that's ever happened. Some would say it's the first time it's ever happened. Some would say we're pretty good at winning the WSL. Last year, obviously finished first, 56 points, 18 wins, two draws, two losses. Tracy, I'm going to go to you first. WSL, what's happening this year? We are going to win it. I don't see City being anywhere. Sorry, City fans, if you're. You know, decides to listen to a real pod and uh, not anything that comes out of your side. Um, I think we've got it, personally. Uh, look at our squad. Look at who we've brought in. Um, we are going to be fierce going on uh, this season. So, yep, yeah, I have us as winning it. Kerry, are you, are you feeling as confident as Tracy as her? No. Um, <laughs> but Tracy's different. She's got the confidence. And I'm not total opposite, but it has to be Chelsea that wins. 
Nick, are you are you feeling the same? Win. Yeah, I mean, we, we essentially have enough players for two squads now. One to deal with Champions League, one to deal with the league. Too much talent. The best manager in the league. I mean, it's... World. Uh, it's, it's, world. Best world. manager in the world. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and... Best fans. Like, how do you... How do you look past what they did last year? I mean, it, it, like, it really... I think kind of reshaped the league for a lot of people that, you know, like Arsenal could have really played that spoiler role, especially after that first game, because that is how tight the margins are in the league. Like, if you lose one, you're really putting yourself in a tough position. It has to be first in the league. I don't want to put a total bummer on things, but I think the question mark for me is the Champions League. I do think we were able to really bring it home last season because, unfortunately, we didn't have any Champions League games to play in the new year, and I do still think that could become a factor, assuming hopefully we get out of the group stages this time round. But I will caveat this with, I've been incredibly disappointed with Arsenal's transfer window. I mean, disappointed is maybe the wrong word. I've been pleased with it, frankly. Yeah, from the, like from maybe the step back perspective of like, what the fuck is that club doing? I've been confused. Maybe that's the right word. What the fuck is that club doing is their, is their official podcast. <laughs> and so I think it's really fun to listen to that one. <laughs> That's my favorite podcast. Yeah, the God, they do a great job. And City, I actually think City, like in some ways, have had a decent transfer window, but to have already been knocked out of the Champions League is the, <laughs> is the most City thing to have happened. And when you look at the players they have lost, if Kieran Walsh goes to Barcelona, they will have lost five of their starting 11 last season. And even if they had a good manager... I think it would be very hard to come back from that. But they don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it hard. It's like playing with one hand behind your back. Like, Yeah. So in conclusion. All of us love him, though. Oh, yes. absolutely. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Really hope he stays. We want you to stay. Yes, that's exactly what we're singing. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're feeling good about the league. We're feeling good about the league. But it's the big one. Champions yeah. League. Kerry. What are you saying? I really want us to win it. <laughs> we all want us, us to win, win it. it. <laughs> I, think I, I think I have to see the draw with mm. what's going to be now, who's going to be now. We had a tough group last year. Definitely. And then with COVID. Yes. That and diarrhea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we don't need to go into more detail about that. Emma decided to tell the whole world that. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> when, it's, when it's firing out of both ends, yeah, it's it's not, that's really not... So much you want. It's really not where you want to be. Okay, if I was going to put you on the spot there, Kerry, what are you saying? Uh, Will we be in the final? Yes. Okay. Whoa. Tracy? Okay. We are going to be in the final. We are going to be in the final. I have. Look, Nick just said it. We have a team times two. We have phenomenal players. I look. Okay, if we didn't win the league, it would be because we've won the Champions League. Would you take um, that? I would take that in a heartbeat. I would yeah. take us winning the Champions League and for um, yeah, for going the league a hundred percent. Even if it did mean giving it to Arsenal, barely. Um, It'd be worth it so they would stop going on about how they're the only. Yes. <laughs> seeing to be fair, to come on, let's like, shut them up right now. That, that they can have the league if we could win the Champions League. That's the only way. But I look, I would forego cup wins and just go the double league Champions League. Oh, she doesn't ask for much, just Tracy around. Yeah, look, hey, no, it's like, 
It's like when you rob a bank and you're like, but I'll only have the doubloons, please. No, none of this cash bullshit. No. Um, if you're going to go for it, really go for it. I, I don't think it's this year that we win it. Okay. Which I know is going to not rub some people the right way, but that's okay. Because I think the following year is when we're going to win it. Interesting. This, like, if you think about an MHA squad, like, there's always time required to bet in and to like accept her ideas and or get forced into them. And so, <laughs> I think there's probably a really great run this year in, in the Champions League, semifinalists, finalists, whatever. You look at the quality that Lyon and Barcelona displayed in that final last year, and you, I, I think you'd have to ask yourself a very serious question, which is. Is this team capable of, in a one-off game, beating those two teams? Because I think they're the two that you probably have to get through to get to the, to yeah. the title, right? And so, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Dan, however, in, entrance from Dan here. Dan thinks, why not us? Absolutely. So. I'm with Dan. I'm with Dan. Right I have already booked my tickets. Oh, my. Way. Heavily invested. Heavily invested. Financially as well. Financially invested. <laughs> Listen, I will just say that when we were coming up to the Women's Euros, I went in big on the Why Not Us energy with England for months leading up to it, and it came good. And so now I'm just putting my whole manifestation spirit <laughs> behind us. I know there are other good football teams out there in Europe. But I also think we are a good football team in Europe. And the one thing I always think about Emma Hayes is she loves a second go at something. She doesn't often get things right on her first try. And that's okay, because she often then pulls it out the bag in a second try. And I think you've seen throughout our progress across the years in the Champions League that we've reached different points and fallen at a hurdle. But we've come back and we've done it again. And obviously, last year was a totally new format, group stage. It didn't work out for us. It hadn't worked out for us in the final. But I just think the learnings from both of those things, I believe, and I'm going to say it with my chest, that we will see a different, better Chelsea in the Champions League this season. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope so. I hope I'm wrong, just as I was we in really, 2021. We really, really want you to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone does. And it would be a bit weird if you weren't hoping to be wrong. Oh, I'm definitely <laughs> hoping to be wrong. I, I just, I'm questioning That's okay. whether this year's squad is, you know, and really, knockout competitions are weird, right? So anything could happen. I Absolutely. Mean, you take a look at, you know, who could potentially get injured or who already is injured for Barcelona or Lyon or any of these teams. And, like, that can dramatically change your opinion as you get into February, March, and April, right? So it's entirely feasible that this is a... Right. Uh, Even in Barcelona, like, if you face a Barcelona in the, say, quarterfinals or semifinals without Alexia Pateas versus a potential final where exactly. she's back, you just... It, it's hard to extrapolate, 100%. So, um, Kerry's right with, like, the draw as well. Like, you never know how this uh, it's not been super kind to us before, so... Fingers crossed. Yeah, Fingers so crossed. we're all knocking okay, on wood. Okay, let's talk about something we have been more successful at in recent years. In fact, very successful at in recent years, and that is the domestic cuts. Sure. FA Cup, Conti Cup. We've already talked a bit about how maybe the Champions League focus might impact the WSL. Tracy, I'll come to you first. How do you see the domestic cuts ironing out for us this season? 
Well, if we win three cups, you know, I'd be FA Cup in. I just love the if we win three cups, you know. In a, so, wor- you know, in a already, world. I already We've got high league expectations. It's and just the Champions like. League. And actually, to be quite honest, as far as the Cups go, I would. I, I'm really. My focus really would be the league and the Champions League. And I'm not really fussed by. You know, we already, we've already that great pub quiz question in years to come. We run the FA Cup twice in one season. It was enjoyable. Exactly. In the script, it's I was like, okay, true. how did we do last year in the FA Cup? To be so, able to write. Won it twice. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, no one's going to take that away from us. Um, I mean, as much as I would like to replay that sort of Man City Cup game because it was a bad night at Wimbledon. Um, Bad pitch as well. Bad pitch. Let's just talk about that. Let's not talk about refereeing. Uh, That's a whole new podcast. Um, I I would forego the Cup games, uh, the League Cup games stuff for, as I say, Champions League and the League. That's it. That's, That's the two I want. No pressure. I need to obviously have a little word with Emily. Just going, Emily, seriously. I've just just given you my preseason predictions. All I expect is the Champions League and the league. league. That's That's it. Fine. That's That's fine. You know, that thing that's rarely ever been done in world football. No, but just that. But I believe in you, you know. Perry, are you in agreement? Or do you have a secret hankering for the Continental Cup to be brought Come on. back to King's Meadow? Well, I mean, with quadruple would be Bella. <laughs> Dear Lord. Kerry's <laughs> like, Tracy, I've seen you just wanting the WSL Champions League and I'm going to raise you. I want all four. That's a classic case of one-upsomanship right there. Wouldn't that be nice? the team will sacrifice this year if they have to. And like, even with the squad we have, you can still see us making semifinals or finals pretty easily, right? Like the Conti Cup, you only have to play two games yeah. to reach the final. <laughs> yeah. So and and like I think with our B team that we could win that competition. So I will say yes on Conti Cup, no on FA Cup. Okay, I'm gonna go the opposite because I don't care about the Conti Cup. Like it took us ages to win it, and it was satisfying when we did. Yeah, but then I was like, okay, I yeah. do love the yeah, FA Cup. Who doesn't? The feeling of being at Wembley, yeah. beating either Arsenal or Manchester City. The, the timeline fucks you up on the FA Cup, though, because the it's FA Cup's one. happening at the end of the league and it's happening at the end, like end of the Champions League. And it, it fucked us up. The December one kind of fucked us up with the Champions League last year, but right. December didn't happen. The, Absolutely, the December ended on December the second. Because it's complete disaster. The rest of the but you know, so maybe I will just go reasonably halfway between Kerry and Tracy and I will say Emma I don't want it all you can let the Conti Cup go hey, take, <laughs> take a week <laughs> off with, with the Conti Cup really give yourself a day huh have a little holiday take a break <laughs> but just bring me the WSL the UWCL and the FA Cup and I'll be a happy happy Jesse Buck Humphreys unbelievable <laughs> the standards just all I need is the three biggest trophies that are available. Hey, if Emma Hayes didn't want to have 
such high expectations of her, she shouldn't have been such a good manager. That's a really good point about Emma Hayes. Um, and if she continues to bring in world-class players, our expectations are just going to continue to go through the roof. So really, this is on Emma. Okay, let's talk about the players. We, we've had some new signings. Mm-hmm. We've got some players who are already at the club who might feel like new signings. We've got just some very goddamn talented players. Who, Tracy, are you seeing as your player of the season and your young player of the season? We've had some debate on this podcast before about what young means. And you know what? It's the start of the year. I'm feeling in a good mood. You can have whatever definition of young you fancy. Okay, so I've got two in mind. I am going to go with my goddamn favourite. She was my favourite last year. I'm going to stick with Guru because she comes from the fjords. She is just electric. <laughs> and she does. She comes from the fjords. You are exactly right. Um, so it, for me, it's Guru all the way. That I mean, I don't know, every with the, the new sign. And personally, I think we should just give her a life contract. Sod three years. She can never leave until she finishes playing football. And for young, I'm going to say Lauren, because I think actually she is like a new signing, as you just said. And I don't know. I mean, when she's off the ball, she looks like she's standing around doing nothing. And then when the ball's at her feet, she just turns it on. She does like a brother. Pure class. I personally think it's going to be Lauren this season. This is a big season for the Jameses. It's huge. As a collective. Um, yeah, the, ne- the next 10 years of the, is a is big season for the Jameses. Yeah. I mean, Christ. So I, rec- I reckon she will be like a new player. I reckon she is going to come. You know, I mean, obviously we saw it, you know, the weekend in, in the... Uh, in a warm-up game at, at King's Meadow, yeah, she's going to turn it on. I think that is just a small little snippet of what she's going to bring us this season. Kerry, who are you backing? Who are we going to be awarding the Chelsea Women Supporters Group Player of the Season trophy at the end of the year? I'm going to go Erin Cuthbert. Erin! All right. She does everything. And I'd be very happy once she signs a new deal. Yes. <laughs> I don't want any new more players. Just give her a 10-year deal, a <laughs> lifelong deal. Just give her anything she wants. Fair enough. But she, I think she's going to play a new role, like from the it Seems like it, doesn't it? And yeah. And for young, we could also give to Erin, but I'll actually, I have to say Lauren as well, yeah. I think. I think Lauren's going to be a yeah, popular yeah. choice on this young player. And also, I can't remember any other young players. <laughs> We've Jessie. Does Jessie still count as young? Yeah, she's 24. Yeah, she's 25. Really but again, I think she's going to feel like a new player. Yeah, you think we're going to see a lot more of her? Yeah. Nick, let's come to you. Aaron. You think Aaron? Aaron's like, my... You're a big Aaron fan, aren't you? So Millie has forever been my favorite player in the squad, and I love Millie. And I'm very glad to see her being given the recognition that she deserves after the Euros. Like, Millie is just... There's levels and then Millie is just sat right at the top of that tree. Uh, the first time I went to Kings Meadow, which had to be 2019, I saw her just go in for a, for a big old challenge. Just a, a classic Millie challenge. And I was like, that's who I want to watch. Like, someone who properly goes in. So She's but, old school. She's an absolute old school defender. She doesn't care. But Erin is doing something crazy right now. I mean, and you're starting to see the evolution of what she can be. Definitely. And she can't leave. She's, God, I mean, she's just so fucking good. It's crazy to watch. And, like, she's doing this new role now, and she's starting to get... Whoever she's paired with is going to have a real job to keep up with her. And that's going to be maybe the make or break of the entire year is whoever is paired with Erin, because you know Erin's going to do the job. Lauren's the popular pick for young player. I don't really have anything else to say on that. It might be a clean sweep at this here bar table um, on on Lauren, but 
Aaron Cuthbert, Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think Aaron already has shown so much development in the way she's changed the game, and I do think. Listen, defensive midfielders are hard to find in the women's game at the moment, and I think Erin has shown that she has a lot of the attributes to do it. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go a bit different. I think we'll all be going with Kadesha Buchanan. Ooh. By all right. This season okay. Okay. Obviously, okay. solid choice, clearly. Yeah, I think, listen, defensively has definitely been which is no shade on on Magda and Millie like I think they're both fantastic defenders but I think we've all known we needed either another rotation option or more support if we're playing in a back three and I think what really excites me about Kadisha is that she brings something totally different to Magda and Millie like she doesn't take away from either of them as players she just offers you something a bit more it's like maybe the aggressiveness of Millie coupled with that little bit of extra pace the way she reads the game, her passing's fantastic, and I just think if we are going to go far in the Champions League, which I think realistically is what everyone is really looking for, because... You think? <laughs> let's be real. We've made domestic women's football in this country boring over the past three seasons because we've been good. It's no surprise, like, and it shouldn't be a surprise that we're kind of looking for that next step, and I think if we're going to get it, it will be because of the canon. I really want to come up with a different choice for young player but I do think just the way Lauren's looked in pre-season I'm so chuffed for her that she's got that England call up because I think it's totally deserved I think Lauren in Europe is really fascinating Oh, I I think that could be very very test not just because of how she is going forward but I think what's excited me the most about Lauren and I think I mentioned this before but the way she can retain possession gives you a sense of control in yes. games which yes. isn't something I've always felt we had in Europe. Even when we reached the final the game the games against Wolfsburg particularly that season were just huge chaos parties which somehow <laughs> we came out on top of which was great which was horrible and fun Can we not do we that won. again though because I don't think any of us can take it with our blood pressure Exactly. We, we need games where we just win them Without having to fill up, we're about to have a heart attack. And being able to hold on to the ball in the way that Lauren can, I think, will be a massive, massive boost. She's an outlet. I mean, and, and, you know, look, I mean, her her and Reese have the shoulders to to carry that. I mean, let's let's be honest. Family dreams. Just, I mean, you you don't see a whole lot of people going through her to get the ball. I mean, that's just not. That's just not the way that's going to work. So it, it's an interesting, especially when you like maybe rotate her into like a center forward role at the end of a game. Good luck. I mean, good luck getting the ball off her. Yeah. And maybe that provides you the outlet to get other players in behind, which I personally is a tactic love. Yeah. Okay, so there's, there's a player who we haven't mentioned yet, but maybe I will lead on now as we, we come to top scorer and assist maker. But... Hmm. I, you know, it's kind of crazy. I think it says the depth of our squad that we've talked about who the potential best players next year season could be, and we haven't mentioned Sam Kerr yet. Because, honestly, it feels like to me not a day goes by where I don't give thanks that Sam Kerr plays yes. for Chelsea Football Club yeah, because that's how good she is. Um, so she is maybe the obvious pick, so maybe I should ask right now, does anyone have anyone 
who they think other than Sam Kerr will finish top scorer. I'm getting lots of shaking heads around yeah. this table. No. <laughs> Absolutely no, no. All right, Aussie Sam Kerr. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the build-up to the World Cup as well, I, I feel like that's uh, a yeah. home World Cup. Someone who's going to be. <laughs> Sam's about to have a year. Yes. I agree. I mean, she can, to say she can only get better is ridiculous when you look at how good she already is. So, look, Sam's going to own it again this year. I think you know, we're, we're all you have given your speech. You, you did a little speech. You, you said you, you know, I, was, I, thought I was going to clap, but you, you stopped. <laughs> Thank you. Stop. <laughs> 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 Okay, so maybe more interesting then, if we're all in agreement for Sam. And I actually don't know who came up on top for this last year, but assists. Who do we think is going to be? You know, obviously two seasons ago, it was all Fran, and it was all about Kirby. Last season, I feel like everyone basically shared them around. Maybe Guru came out on top. I think it was Guru. Yeah, I think it was Guru. It, it, okay, so who do we think is going to be teeing up Sam this year. Tracy, I'll go with, go to you first. It is tough actually because you do think you know obviously if you have if you have Fran fit, um, we all know how good she is and how good they work together. Maybe Guru again. I don't know. We've, I think it's it's going to depend on how we set up. I think. I mean, I think this responsibility could be really shared across the teams. I'm not actually sure, but I'm going to stick maybe with Guru. Um, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm dead, dead sure on Sam. Um, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I think I'd be interested to see maybe two or three games into the season who looks like they're going to fill that spot. Perry, have you got any strong opinions on this one? I'm going to say Eve Perisic. Oh, okay. I like this, Alba. If you're going to play free at the back, her running up and down. She was great at for France, those crossing, oh. and against Tottenham the, the other day, mm. she can cross a ball. So, yeah. a few headers for Sam. Well, we've seen Guru do well, right, on the, on the left wing back position. If Eve's going to play in the right wing back, it, it follows. And yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got a, a fun, you know, the ball she puts in the box. And, you know, we've already spoken, I think, on this podcast about her penalties as well, which yeah. won't count for her assists tally obviously but I sure figure not. she might take a couple good ones of those this season too. Uh, Nick who, who are you going for? Yeah it's tough because Fran's healthy she's the obvious choice you just don't know what that is going to look like this year and then I'm thinking about like potential formations right how does Pernilla Harder fit into this group effectively and like just seeing some of the runs that she made against Portland made me wonder if they were they were kind of playing her as a creator and not as a out and out scorer, which then gives you an option because she's so good with her feet in the box, right? That she can create something out of absolutely nothing. So I'm gonna go Penilla Harder, which is an odd duck. It's an odd one, but I think the way they're gonna play her is gonna be a little weird. God damn you, Nick! That's who I was gonna yes. say. He did it. He fucking did it. Yeah, I agree. I I actually think. And I mean, maybe this puts me in, in rivalry with Kerry, but I don't know how much of a back three we're going to see this season. And I think if we don't see a back three and Penela's playing in that 10 role, and also, like, even aside from that, I think we saw in the first three months of last season how effective Penela could be in this team. And then she picks up the injury and it didn't ever really feel like she got back up to speed 
with the squad. She's had a diff- disappointing Euros, but I think looking at her in pre-season, she looks fit. She looks ready to go. She looks really fast. Yeah. And I think if we can take her out of that more rigid front three, and I think, you know, Jiso Young leaving, like, offers minutes slightly further down the pitch. I know we've signed about a million other number 10s since Jiso Young left, but... Uh, I do still think this, yeah, could be a really, really exciting season for in a Chelsea shirt. Um, but we're going to take a quick ad break. When we come back, we are going to, I think, get into some of maybe the more interesting, more some of the more Fun. debatable yeah. categories when it uh, when it comes to season predictions. So we'll be right back. And we are back, uh, going through uh, 2022, 2022, 2023 season predictions. Uh, on I'm the, trying to skip years ahead of us, are you? There's something where it's like where it's all those twos in one go. Like I know, I know we're in <laughs> August, the last day of August still, but it still is messing. Jesse's only had two beers. It's messing so. You know, this is genuinely just my confusion. Yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to worry about you right now. There's only two beers. <laughs> really? No, 22, this is... 23 season. Trust me, guys. This is just my brain. <laughs> Slowly collapsing under the weight of the build-up to the WSL season. But we've had a very good summer transfer window. Sure. We have a lot of people to pick from for this next category. Best performing... Transfer. I mean, I've gone big on this because I picked a summer transfer as my player of the year. It'd so be really tough to backtrack from that. I probably have yeah. to stick with Kadisha Buchanan, but Tracy. I agree with you. You're going I with Kadisha Buchanan. Yeah, I do. I agree with you. I think. I mean, you mentioned it yourself, and what she can bring in that back line, I think actually is going to really. Definitely with all the competition, and obviously the fact that we know we're going to win the league and the Champions League now. Of course. Of course. Um, I think she's going to be vital in that back line, and she does bring something different. Um, so that's, yep, that's going to be my. It's tough, though, because I'm really lucky as well. Um, it's, it's tough, but I think she's got it. Kerry, you've obviously backed Eve as your sister of the year. So is that giving her the nod on uh, transfer of the year? Yes. Yeah. I think... I think it's I think a position we've really needed, right? Yeah. yeah. And of course, with Yona going, we just needed someone who could cross balls. Because mm. Yona could do that, but she didn't do enough of it. So I think, yeah, she's my... I'm going for Eve. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see her when she beds into the team. I think in pre-season, it's... I think she's looked good, but it's been maybe tricky for her having to see her play in quite a few positions with quite a few partners. I mean, we haven't really touched on the the Spurs preseason game, but she basically went from left back in the first half to right right back in the second half. And I was like, wow, this is confusing me watching them mirror the defence. So I can't really imagine how that feels for her. But Nick, have you got any improvements on uh, Kadisha or Eve? Who are you picking? My transfer will be whoever a proper number six midfielder is that we bring in before the end of the window okay that is i mean you look across the team like there is very i mean there are really not many holes right like that is but that's the one whoever sits next to aaron allows aaron to be great 
is going to be my transfer there. So Nick is picking Grasgeoro as sure. his transfer of the year. Most improved. Let's move on to most improved. This is a, a, a tricky category to go go with, I think, because you kind of got to so, shit talk someone from last season. So this is yeah. So like, let's let's define the category, right? Most improved is like coming back from a tough year. Comeback player is like someone who is genuinely like injured, whatever, and who makes a really strong performance after not playing too much. So like. Let's just frame that in context. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to jump on this because of how good she was at the Euros and how everyone was like, should she even be in the team after being out because of injury? And I'm going to go with Kirby because she started off great, went quiet because obviously she wasn't well, but not going to say any more than that. I feel and like that's a comeback rather than a most improved though. I mean, if Fran Kirby is going to be Im- improving, then I would like to see that. <laughs> I, 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 actually just, I, I think from the Euros, you can actually see her growing from strength to strength. Yeah. I think as a player, her all-round game has just got better and better and better. Then let's do comeback first and we'll move to most improved. Okay, yeah, because I think so Fran's, Fran. the, Fran's the obvious. I think I would go with Fran as comeback. The only other person who I would potentially put in is Zachira Muzovic in terms of... It's hard maybe for her to come back because I feel like she hasn't... I'm not going to phrase that how I was going to phrase that. <laughs> she hasn't necessarily had the starts to like put her in the in the team. But I think, you know, this could be a really big season for her. Um, we'll have a lot of games. There's going to be a lot of games. So there is right. And be... I don't think this is an improvement thing no. for her because I think we just haven't no. seen her. I feel like I think... this could be her like real step up moment though. I think if AKB plays three matches at the end of the year, like, she's the emotional winner of this award. Yeah. Period. Like, I mean, there's just nothing... It's just impossible to know, right, like, how yeah, much and, game time she might pick up. You know, like, obviously, this comes with all the well wishes in the world yeah. to to get over cancer again, which is incredibly difficult, especially thyroid cancer, which is uh, a tough beast to beat. But I think that would be the emotional winner if we looked back at the end of the year. She came back and played a couple of strong games at the end of the WSL. Like, that's just the one. Carrie, where are you going? I'm going to go marry Elda. Whoa. Oh, that's a good shout. Oh, wow. nice. She was solid the other day. She was good against Spurs. Good Spurs. Getting back to her normal self before she, the injury. I had doubts watching her against Spurs' incredibly tall number nine whose name I won't say but there were points where I thought she was going to like just outmuscle, outrun Marin and it, it didn't happen and Kerry you should talk about Marin's big moment in that game oh, when Jess Carter passed the ball back <laughs> yeah Jess Carter passed the ball back ended up with a Spurs player went round the goalie and Marin somehow just went Super narrow. I have watched that so many times. Yeah. Still don't know how she got back. How she got back and just cleared the ball off the line. It was pre-season. Like, Marin, if you want to let that go in, no one's going to care. <laughs> like, she had no injuries with her knees or anything. Because you're always concerned, especially because of Marin. Of but what a, what a save. I was wondering why she was hiding the cake. She moved so quickly. It was ridiculous. And how so did she know thinking, where the ball was I mean, going to cross the line? Like, to be seriously, there. I can see the future. I know where the ball's going to be. I'm going to swoop in like I'm literally Supergirl. Boom. And the ball was... I haven't, again, I've watched it. I don't know how. It's like, how? I, I physically don't know how she got there. But phenomenal. 
Yeah, that's a really it's a very, very good shout. Great shout. Let's. Okay, now go with most improved. For me, I'm gonna go first because I've just got one in my head. But I think the player I'm. I'm gonna caveat caveat Lauren James and, and maybe move out of this conversation because I don't think we ever saw, saw enough of her. But I think she's gonna have a massive season. But for me, the player I think is gonna really take a step forward this year is Neve Charles. She she was she was on my list of two. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna yeah. go with the other one. No. So Terry, why was why were you going with Neve Charles? I don't know. <laughs> I just just like, in your gut. Yeah, just like she's. We all know she's super talented, yeah. and I don't think she had a fair. She didn't really have much chance last year. She was playing all different positions. I just feel like she'd be disappointed with not being selected for England. The Euros, unfortunately, that hasn't been selected again. Back in the under-23s, that can't feel good. good. So, I think she looks good against the Portland. I don't know which one of the teams. Leon. Yeah, Leon, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just have a feeling. Is, is, she, is she left back? Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows at this point? She could play a wing back. She could play a wing back. She's paid in the past. She needs to nail down a position, and yeah. I hope Emma and the club help her nail down a position. It's something that we've seen Erin struggle for, and now we're really bigging her up. You know, maybe I've found that, but I also think it's very instructive looking at Georgia Stanway's comments on leaving City and going to Bayern Munich and saying how she felt her growth as a player was stunted because she was just put here, there, everywhere. And that's happened a bit for Neve. I do believe it's because you know Emma's compared her to like Lucy Bronze and I think honestly like no offence Neve, that's maybe a bit overblown but clearly Emma Hayes thinks there's a very good fullback there and I hope she gets the minutes to maybe show whether that is is the case Tracy you're, you're going with Neve as well absolutely completely agree I've, I've got, I was almost gutted for her when I saw she'd been sort of dropped back into the uh, England under 23s I think that was an absolute shame but you know, I, you know, new new contracts. Um, I reckon she will grow from strength to strength. I reckon there's a really phenomenal player right there. Again, agreeing with she just needs to hammer down that that role. Once that role is there, and the chance of minutes, and actually really focusing on what that role is, I think would just massively improve her as a player. Nick, you said you had a list of two. I'm going to force you to pick whoever wasn't <laughs> Neve Charles for the sake of football. I was going to. I was going to. Uh, yeah, Jessie Fleming. She is absolutely, I think, going to take a step forward from where she already was last year, which is a great player. And I think she's going to get more minutes this year. I think especially with Fran, uncertain, right? There, there, there's certainly a role for her to play some sort of attacking amalgam position that that Emma Hayes comes up with and there's too much talent there for her not to be a superstar here like, and, she, and she's now kind of in her prime too so like they go like do the thing yeah I'm really excited to see whether we get more of that Erin Jesse combo that we saw against Leon I do wonder about their size it's a little lightweight yeah, yeah. it is a little lightweight it's a little lightweight and then I also worry about the fact that we've got six number 10, so I don't know how many minutes but she gets But we do there. have, if we go back to what Kerry said about winning every competition. There um, are a lot of games. Why not games. the quadruple? Come Why on. Um, Get the t-shirts printed, then actually, Nick. you think those, those that amount, massive amount of number 10s that we just mentioned might actually become very useful. Um, it's a lot of games, big size squad, a lot of rotation. Um, 
I think if you get the balance right across uh, all the competitions, I reckon uh, we will be formidable this year. And I, for one, can't wait to see the game where we play all six of the number tens. <laughs> the old four zero six, you know? <laughs> it's Classic. The it's the best for a reason. Okay, so we did a, a show last week um, about our loanies, and this next category, I guess, kind of harks back to that. We've got a number of players going out and about on loan to, to different clubs. I think we pretty much know where everyone is going now with the exception of whether Charlotte Wardlaw was to go, which I think still depends on if there are any more incomings. But Kerry, I'll start with you here. Who do we think of our kiddies ploughing their trade in the championship in the WSL? Who's going to be who's going to be shining most? Who are we going to be talking about saying we can't wait to have them back for 23-24? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Georgia Fox. I just, I just think she's gone to, I think, I think it's a perfect team for her to go to. Especially, I think she'll get minutes. I'm not sure how much minutes that others will get. But, yeah, I'm going to go Georgia. Good, right, right, right back, wing back. Again, she plays where she wants. Yeah, right back, <laughs> left back. I think at Brighton, it's obviously going to be slotting into the space. Emma Coivisto and um, Maya Letizia have left yeah. there. And, and you're right, I think she will get minutes Mi- as a result. I do think she's an obvious choice. Nick, are you concurring? It's almost as if Brighton like young defenders from Chelsea. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a second. Wait a goddamn minute. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think she's the most she's the most developed of, of the players who've gone out alone, isn't she, Tracy? Uh, 100% agree. I think we're all uh, in agreement with this one. Actually, I think, um, I think playing in the team like Brighton as well. Actually, I think she'll get. I do think she'll get minutes. I think actually the way that team works will massively benefit her game going forward. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm also I'm a part of the game where we play them because that's always a that sort of game where you just want to pull your hair out. You're preempting one of our future um, categories, Tracy. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it, I think she'll gain a vast amount of experience. I can imagine already if I was going to pick someone who was going to be uh, up there at gaining the, the most out of being on loan, it's going to be her. Yeah, I'm going to go slightly different just because I think I want to be contrary. Uh, I do think Georgia Fox is, is very talented and I think she's going to have a great season. But I am very, very intrigued to see what Aggie Beaver Jones looks like at Everton. Just because, one, I think Everton are a massive unknown quantity this season. And I think people are rightly not hot on them because it has been a shit show in the past year and, and we thought it was going to be better. Really tone that down. You know, <laughs> try, try love about it. You don't really speak your mind that much. You should. I mean, if people are backing you to qualify for the Champions League and you end up scraping outside of the relegation... Battle. You're saying it wasn't a great season for them? That's a shit show. <laughs> That's the definition. If you look at the shit show, Everton Ke- win 21-22 season WSL. But me and Kerry were up there on that freezing cold night up at Everton. And uh, we did that epic picture with the whole entire squad. Evan walked up to us and went, it's cold. And wow. we were like, yes, Erin, it's cold. Wow. It's a Sco- Someone from Scotland is literally saying it's cold. It was. It was freezing. But you know what? We outplayed them, even though we were all absolutely frozen. Actually, they, again, the hype with Everton, you just didn't know what you were going to get, and it was a big shit show up there. But I think what, like, makes me think Aggie Beaver-Jones could have a really big 
year is that I still don't feel like I know entirely where she wants to play. Like, I always saw her as a kind of central striker, but then the England under 19s used her as like a right winger and she looked good. I mean, it was a bit of a weird thing. They were playing Grace Clinton as kind of a false nine, so it was a bit of a weird setup, but it suited her and she was like one of the more impressive players in that squad. And I think, but then she's going to go to an Everton team, which is also taking Jess Park on loan, who's a much more established right winger. And I just think it will be, I hope she gets the minutes because I think if she does, it could be really formative for her. And I think Georgia Fox, we all know she's very talented. Yeah. What I'm looking forward to seeing is, is Aggie Beaver Jones at the same level because I think that would be really exciting to be able to come back with both of them. But going back to the opposite end of the spectrum, from players who will have no minutes played for Chelsea to players who will have the most minutes played for Chelsea, Tracy, I'm going to start with you. Who are we? I, I believe the boys called this Iron Man. I, I renamed it Iron Woman. Really? Who, I mean... Sorry. I mean, really. Sorry. I mean, really. I mean... I mean, that's it. I, I can imagine... Do I have any advances from the floor on Millie Bright? <laughs> Didn't think we would do. You sure don't. Yeah. No, it's Millie. I think that's fair. I mean, Erin is maybe... Yeah, only because... I mean, Millie played obviously loads of minutes last year. I think that's because there weren't options. Yeah. I feel like there are options... In the I, back line, I think this she year. missed eight minutes of the season or something. She played every other game. Yeah. And how, I mean, how dare she? She basically did so the same selfish. for England. So <laughs> but I do, I do wonder if Erin would pip her. Well, again, maybe this is caveated with depending on if we sign another midfielder. Which I have already designated <laughs> us to do. Yes. So I sure Nick's have. Nick's demanded it. So okay, we are yep. all in agreement. Here Billy I go. Brian, Nick has already said. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Okay. This year we have a massive squad. Yes. A ridiculous squad. A squad that I actually don't think is comparable almost anywhere else in, in Europe right now. Maybe with the exception of Wolfsburg, who have a very, very surprisingly stacked squad. So... I think substitutes are going to be even more important than they ever have been. I think last year, something I personally struggled with was maybe the feeling that Emma didn't trust the players who were on her bench to do a job. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think we have a fairly good idea of who our starting 11 would be. So, who is going to be the player? Kerry, I'm coming to you first. Because you are the one who looks most agonised. That answering this, who is that player who will be coming on the bench when we're drawing nil-nil away at Aston Villa and we're going to be thinking, oh, finally, this person is going to come on and make sure we take those three points. My mind's gone blank. Can I give you a few options? Oh, yeah. Tracy. Bethany England. Oh, okay. She wasn't even on my list of three. That's crazy. She's a player who, for me, I've always felt doesn't suit the super sub role because I think she needs that confidence of starting. Do you think that's yeah. changed? I'm not, I do. I do think that. It, I mean, I mean, I love her starting. I would love to see her start every game. She's one of my absolute favourite players. But you look at how stacked our squad is, and 
again, I think she'll play more. It depends on competition. Um, I think you know. I think I think competition-wise, if it's if it's a home cup, I think yeah, she's going to be playing maybe starting those. Um, but um, I don't. I think you know. She said herself. She sat down. She spoke to the sports therapist. I think she's done a lot of personal work on herself. I think she's in a better place because of it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Beth. Okay, I like that. Nick, you sound like you were weighing up a couple of people. I do have a couple of people. I, I have I have Jesse Fleming and I have Spitkova as like two really interesting dynamic options that can make regular substitute appearances, right? I mean, and really that's what you're talking about in this role. It's not a person who comes in for a full ninety every other week. It's it's someone who comes in consistently. And I think I'm gonna give it to Spitkova. You're gonna need Aaron Fresh. At, and, and like there's just if you lose Aaron out of this team you, you shudder to think what the possibilities end up being right so I think Emma's going to have to be incredibly smart and contain Aaron because she does not seem like a person that wants to come off at any point and she's just going to have to tell her like you're dealing with this like this is, a, this is for your own good like you're going to have to let someone else come in and take the mantle and like hold it up while you retain fitness throughout the entire year, which is going to be a lot of matches this year, right? Especially if we're winning all these cups. Um, so, yeah, I think Svikova could really do a job in kind of an underrated like signing from the summer, I'd say, too. Like, I think could play one of those eights. Well, I think also what will be interesting with Svikova is where we've seen her really excel has been at left wing back, actually, for West Ham. Mm. So she has the the option of, of maybe playing or, uh, or yeah. yeah yeah and then and two separate roles and that I think also is always a good thing that you're looking for someone if they're going to get substitute minutes can they come on in different areas of the pitch depending on the load your other players have taken on Kerry has not answered this question she sat there nice and quiet yeah I find it very strange I'm going to go Lauren James okay oh, you don't okay. think she's going to be starting I guess if Rams fit. Then the issue is we don't know how Emma's brain works. <laughs> that is a question we have all been asking but for the past decade. We are decade. never going to get answers on either, to be fair. Yeah, so I'm just going to go Lauren. I'm not sure she'll start. I agree. I think if Fran's fit, it, it's hard to imagine Lauren starting over Fran. If Fran isn't fit, though. She is the obvious fucking choice. Yes. For this. A hundred percent. I mean, you imagine bringing on Frank Kirby in the 60th minute for a, every just to, w- to have some so fun. Mad because she's like, everyone's been rubbish and I've got to like come and sort it out. And she ends up like competing for the golden boot. <laughs> from subs. Yeah, from subs bench, yeah. A la Alessia Russo. Yeah. Zeros, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say someone who no one, I, we've not mentioned this entire podcast. I'm going to say, Elena Kankovic. Uh, yeah, she was in my mind. Oh, right. She yeah, was in your mind, was it, Ari? Oh, I wasn't sure. She's going to start with it. I, oh, I don't know. I don't think she'll start. No. And I think, I mean, look, we've not seen her in a Chelsea shirt yet. I can't pretend I've watched a whole load of her. But what I have seen is this woman has sauce. And I think when you're talking about, like, the like sub I do like it. I want someone who's going to come on and create something out of nowhere. She looked good against Spurs, to be fair, like some of the trickery she was doing. Like I just think this is a player who who could really make 
the difference against tired legs. She's and stirring up a big old pot of sauce right now. Yeah, you just imagine at home. Absolutely. Sunday Serbian sauce. sauce. Just, mm. That's what's going on mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see her play. Um, definitely not necessarily a position where we need another player, but we've got her on Arsenal don't, so <laughs> we're sad. rolling with that. And yeah, I, I think she could be kind of one of the the unexpected stars of the season. Um, but Tracy already touched a little bit on this next category, which is the, the domestic banana peel. I think there's an obvious pick here, but also we've not been short of domestic banana peels over the past couple of seasons, despite winning lots of things domestically. Uh, Tracy, you mentioned Brighton. Is that, are we gonna go to Crawley again? for another year and watch us not walk away with three points. <laughs> I am already having a headache as we're actually starting to talk about this. It's that Kerry has her head in her hands moment <laughs> right now. Um, it's that one game where we're all like, oh, fuck. Why is it not even it's, in Brighton? I uh, know, I mean, really. We At wanna, least we, we could get an ice cream after we lost. we want to sit by the beach. And we want our fish and chips. But no, we're we can't have that because we're in Crawley. There's your problem straight away. We're all going in the wrong direction. Even the players are like, we're going to Brighton, but we're not. Um, no. Every team, doesn't matter who you are. This is an incredibly emotional moment of the show. I think it has to be said. Like the head and hands vibe that you're getting right so now. There's so much pain. Oh my God. Of everyone. <laughs> this game, we have. I can imagine Emma's planning around this game as we speak. We have to win this game. Man City it's go to Crawley, win 8 0. Arsenal go to Crawley, win 8 0. Chelsea go to Crawley, lose 1 0. No, no, 25 no, no. shots on target. Yeah, if there's ever a year as we're winning the quadruple, that we go there and we actually this do. Is it. And we actually do what? Arsenal and Man City have done. I don't, I, I don't care. I'll take one nil win right now. Um, now, already. Um, 30 shots on goal, one goes in. I don't care. We need to come away with the three points. We, it's, we have to put this game to bed. What about Reading, Kerry? Are we coming away from the Majeski Stadium with three points this year? Oh, that was my other team. Because <laughs> going up there last year again was painful. I don't even know what happened with us last year. Oh, yeah, December didn't happen. That was no, a, December, December didn't happen. No, it did not happen. Who knows? Okay, we either really good against Redden or really poor against Redden. There's no in between. We either win or lose. That's it. And hopefully we win. Yeah, I mean, Redding are a team who Frank Kirby once scored like a hat trick of headers against. That is Francesca Kirby scoring a hat trick of headers. Five, two and a half. Yes. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Reading and Bryson are, are the two obvious options. Nick, is there going to be a new team who are going to be cursing oh. this time next year? Is it two enough? <laughs> it's it's entirely possible. I Can can't... I tell you who I fear? Yeah. Who I think our bogey team will be? Aston Villa. Oh. They threatened it last year. Interesting. And they didn't make it. But now they've got a legit striker yeah. in Rachel Daly. I still think Carl Ward's a very good manager. And I don't know if Zajira Musevich is going to be able to assist all our goals against them this year. Who's, who, sorry, but who's looking forward to that whole Millie 
I can't enough against her in that Millie game. versus Rachel will be a Who lot is of fun. not looking forward to that? Already, I am looking forward to that. Well, that's if Rachel plays at Stryker. She could be like right back. You know, like she's like Houston. Aston Villa made it very clear, I think, yeah. in their announcement. They were like, this is a player who you might have seen played at fullback, <laughs> but we will not be playing at fullback. I would, I think I'm going to go Brighton still. You think Brighton's going to be the one? I think so. I, yeah, I, I don't think there's any chance that that's not a tough game. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because in some ways, I think, Brighton feel to me like a team who are in trouble because I, I just don't think they've recruited well, but that almost means we're more likely to lose. Exactly. Like, I almost said Tottenham because I think that was tough don't last say that, year. Though. I know. I didn't love it. I, I, look at me. I'm over here shaking. I don't want to. But, like, I, it just doesn't. Yeah, I but think we're just, I think we get up for it. They played their first team and we played our one and a half. Team and we beat them very good. I even want to play like two and a half. <laughs> okay. No, Next worried about Tottenham. I'm I'm not I'm not worried about that. No threat whatsoever. That's good. Alright. Um famous last words. Next category, our penultimate category, in fact. Alright. Master of the Dark Arts. <laughs> I've put in brackets. She Hulk. We had Iron Woman, and I feel like our Master of Dark Arts could Going be through the Disney Plus catalog. Could be She-Hulk. Okay. All right, that's fine. Who do we think is going to be the person? I mean, look, normally I feel like AKB would be a shoo-in for this. You know, sadly, we don't know how much we're going to see her this mm-hmm. season, but I think we've got players in the squad who are ready oh, yeah. to make the important step up into this role to fill AKB's very large... Probably boots. Who are we saying? Who's going to be doing all the shit housing? There is one player that's been groomed for this role. Her name is Erin Cuthbert. I was about to say exactly the same. She thing. is in a moment of crisis <laughs> where the ultimate shit houser is not necessarily present all the time. No, it's a role right. that she's been trained for her entire yes. career. It's one. She's ready. Aaron. She's ready right now to step up and lead the shit housery. And as a player who I love, this makes me very happy. Because there's nothing I love more than just a little bit of extra. You've had this affinity for a long time, knowing that she was ready to make this this leap. Seriously. On her her advanced scouting card, it was, yeah, incredibly talented, can pass the ball, can score the odd banger. Dark arts. Right. Big black bar at the bottom. Slytherin. Yes. Absolutely Slytherin. Like up to no good, the Aaron Cuthbert. Um, 100%. 100%. I've got a slightly different angle on this because okay. I agree. Aaron is definitely the player. We have so many nice people in the team. They're all nice. But I think for me, Dark Arts of Chelsea Women, because it's been led for so long by AKB, comes with the pure great injury fake. <laughs> and for me, Erin Cuthbert is, she's, she's too honest. She, she, it's, all, it's all heart on the sleeve. The player who I think does the best injury fake is Magda Eriksson. Captain oh, Magda interesting. interesting. I think if we need someone to go down, be holding their thigh, their hamstring, their ass, their arm, doesn't matter. I think we're going to see Magda step up. Step up to do that. Can I give you a, a weird one? Kadisha. 
Okay. But Kanisha is going to be a lot more aggressive. Yeah. The dark arts will be present, but more Rudiger-like than a little more sneaky. Mm, yeah. I, I can see that. Weird, but fun. I'm into it. I'm into it. Carrie, have you got have you got anyone? I'm gonna throw someone different. I'm gonna go Sam. Just I was saying we haven't mentioned Sam. Oh, okay. Miss Body Check herself. <laughs> Whips off the shirt. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pushing everyone over. She definitely likes to to get into to get into a little fight. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. And finally, our final category to round up. I want you guys to all. I don't want explanations. I just want three words. Nick, I'm coming to you first. Okay. I'm speaking slowly to give you all time to think about it. I also appreciate that. How are you going to sum up the season in three words? Oh, ready to go. Straight oh. out the gate. Carry. Fine. Save Nick from his. Uh, save, save me torture. from my misery. Here, Good. I was trying to think of something really? clever. One the quadruple. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I love it. Okay, who's ready next? Tracy. I got, I got one. I got one for you. Struggled to find words. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, she's very shy. Um, Nick, let's go. Tense title triumph. And title trial. Just trying to work out, work out the word, and that's the issue. Phenomenal European champions. Oh, I love Ooh. that. And on a similar theme, I will say, welcome to Eindhoven. <laughs> Whoa. The, the confidence in this group. <laughs> so you guys, oh my God, we're going to listen to this in... When, we're back, when we are back cry. here in a year's time, when we are sat here <laughs> beginning our next season and we look back on this meeting. Hey, <laughs> we are in the pensioner right now. What we should do is print a flag that says, Welcome to Eindhoven, <laughs> and hang it above this. If we make it, we're hanging it above this table. This is the Welcome to Eindhoven group. We're here. I'm ready. I'll be wearing that on a T-shirt. Absolutely. When I see you all there in the Netherlands in May. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> and with that, I would like to say thank you to Tracy, Kerry, and Nick for joining us for our 22-23. Entirely serious. Entirely serious season predictions. If you want a slightly more, I don't know why you would, serious preview of what are you gonna get out the of that? WSL nothing, nothing. and Chelsea, uh, Abdullah and I will be back uh, next week to run you through everything that we think is going to happen Tactics, in the season to come. Know. The nerd shit. Yeah. We'll be doing on our <laughs> We'll be firing up the XG machine and we'll be telling you why Chelsea are still going to win everything from a nerdy point of view. Uh, but until then, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>